conference in the college football world. This is Marty and McGee. We're here in the shadow of Kroger Field in Lexington, Kentucky, as the Gators crawl out the swamp looking for revenge today. But wait, wait, what is that I hear? Yeah, I'm going full satchmo. I'm going full satchmo. Here we go. Take it away, Sally. I never knew you had this kind of. God, pray for him, y'all. September. The bluegrass here in the BBN. Oh, there it is right there, man. Never gets old, never gets old, never will. Look at those. What a what a pristine facility that of football. Be, that needs to be my screen saver right? thing. It's That's so gorgeous. blue. Man, the artist formerly known as Commonwealth Stadium, Kroger Field, hosting a big old gigantic football game today. I asked the staff. Yeah. I said, do y'all like, because you know in Charlotte, we call Bank of America Stadium the bank. Right. I was like, do y'all call this like the deli yeah. or the grocery? Yeah, the and they, they went, they went, no. What do they call it? Kroger Field. They call it Kroger. <laughs> the Kroger? Like the Kroger. Yeah, the Kroger Field. All right, Kroger. there you go. Man, I, Good I morning, everybody. Hey, how are we doing this we morning? We got a great crowd here this morning. Oh, my God. This is amazing. Over there, shown out. Coach Stoops. Was asked earlier this week about uh, about you know playing a game at noon, and uh, Coach Stoops said, "You know what? I'm fully confident that the people of Kentucky can pound beers before this game. Y'all been pounding any beers? Well, yeah, that, yeah they haven't. They got to work. A couple the back row back now. there. I'm pretty. I know they have. Speaking of Coach Stoops, yeah, uh, right here on yeah. the <laughs> fine Marty and McGee said he has bestowed upon us yes. his bourbon. Yeah, yeah." Registered Distillery One yeah. right here in yeah. Lexington. And we that? will break this down further later in the show because I received a text message last night from Coach Stoops yeah. that is basically a pamphlet <laughs> all about <laughs> his tremendous bourbon. That's it right there. there. It bourbon is, is definitely well, greater than Gatorade. Bourbonade. I think it's here in the bluegrass state. So if you pour the bourbon into the Gatorade, does that make it okay? <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying I haven't done it before, McGee. You've known me a long time, son. Yeah, no, it's uh, we are here, and it's uh, it, man, it is so good to be in Kentucky. The atmosphere around here, and again, we are of the same generation, and the idea of Kentucky becoming this program, all they do is win nine, ten games a year. All they do is go to bowl games and win them. All they do is ruin seasons for former flagship programs. It's amazing what they have built here when it comes to football. Well, it, that's true, uh, and the main reason to me, and I think you agree with this, is, is that the administration gave Coach Stoops time. Yeah. They gave him time to build something and to develop something, and this program has taken on his personality, his identity, its blue-collar toughness, its common sense sensibilities, and its great young men, and I just marvel at it, man. He has done such a great job, and I love his authenticity, honestly. I mean, he is exactly what you see. He does not suffer fools no. or tolerate BS, yeah. and I love being around that guy. Well, it always goes back to when we had first had our conversation with him at our, our, our preseason talking season a few years ago, and we asked the biscuits versus cornbread thing, and what did he say? He said, where I come from, you scrap for the last slice of bread and the <laughs> loaf, baby. The Stoops boys are at the yes, table sir. fighting over crumbs. So, yes, yeah, sir. you take whatever you can get. You know what? They have become used to winning football games around here, and they've earned it because they've worked hard. The facilities here are amazing. This campus has always been amazing. It always felt like the potential here. For, Bear Bryant coached here, by the way. The potential to this would be a football school, and that's what it is now, and that's why we're here, and that's why it's time to talk ball. Talk a little ball. How about it? And listen, man, you, you're talking about Bob Stoops being a blue-collar guy. How about that guy right there, Billy Napier, man? Listen, you, you, they're booing him because that's the visiting team, but both of these dudes 
There's a shared DNA with these two guys. They are football coaches first and foremost. They look like they were created in a lab just to coach football. Between 1987 and 2017, Florida won 31 consecutive games yeah. in this rivalry. Kentucky's won three of the last five, including the last two straight. The last time Kentucky beat them three straight times, who was the coach? The bear. There you go. What you know about Florida, man? Here's Break what I down. know about Florida. We're talking about Billy Napier, and it's really interesting, man, because, you know, I talked to him in August for a big story I wrote for ESPN.com, and, you know, Billy Napier gets accused of being boring. He gets accused of not being super exciting. The people of Florida are a little spoiled from Spurrier to Muschamp and Zook with the veins sticking out of their necks and Urban Meyer and all the entertainment all that stuff. All Billy Napier does is he coaches football. And what was interesting in August talking to him, it was all about big moves. We've got to install this and we've got to do this. Now it's tiny moves. And this is what I said, tiny moves equal big plays. And guess what, Marty, you know what it's all about? I'm going to give you a guess. What kind of plays? Explosive. Explosive plays. They had 19 <laughs> last week. That it, needs to become a drinking game, especially since we're we here with our great friends. Yeah. From Kentucky, every time that we say explosive plays matter, people need to start taking shots. They had 19 last week. They averaged 11 yards per pass, five per run. But five weeks in, everything Napier's talking about is very tiny. It's all about – he was talking about the footwork. He's talking about adjustments. He's talking about Jaden Robinson, had a freshman, had a block in the back, and then a few plays later had the same play and adjusted six inches, did not have the penalty. That's what he's doing right now. He also talked about getting in the zone. Florida has really struggled with scoring in the red zone. They had to settle for five field goals last weekend in the red zone. They also have turnover issues. There were minus two turnovers last week. They had two. They did not create one. And, and he talks about, again, about the details. He's talking about the quarterback. And he said, listen, when he sacked, it isn't just because the O-line made a mistake. Maybe the running back missed a block. Maybe the receiver didn't clear a lane with a sharp route. This is a quote. He said, maybe he held on to the ball a tick too long. It's dominoes. They're fine-tuning, man, and that feels like it's danger for the opponents. So how about, here's a baseball thing, rated rookies. Oh, I love right? those. All right, so I mentioned the fact that, uh, that Jaden I had Delino had DeShields, rated rookie. Yeah. I thought I was going to, like, win the lottery with that. Uh, we used to go to the – Montreal Expos? We used to go to the North Carolina State Fairgrounds at the flea market and buy all the rated rookie cards and think, man, we're going to retire with these cards. Same. Yeah. And, uh, Although they're making a comeback. These dudes are making all this money now just opening ball cards on the Internet. Well, none of those dudes uh, that were rated rookies back then, none of them were in <laughs> Cooperstown. Greg Jeffries with the Mets. Yeah, that Remember is, him? That was not a good 401K. Greg Luzinski. I have so many Greg Luzinski cards. If you need any, let me know. Uh, rated rookies, a lot of sloppiness in these games I was just talking about. It goes back to there's so many freshmen playing. They rotated so many first-year guys in the game. I just mentioned Jaden Robinson. He, he's a freshman. And so when you're breaking those guys in, you got to figure out how to coach them up. That was an excellent job. Thank you, man. I appreciate excellent that. job. Uh, I talked to Coach Stoops <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> I talked to Coach Stoops yesterday, and the very first thing he said to me was turnover margin is the number one thing in this game. They have to force them, and they have to take care of the football, and they really want to be balanced today offensively. We've seen, we all know Devin Leary can rip it, but they got to run it too very well. They want to make Florida one-dimensional. They have to try to limit Florida's run game. They're very good with Trevor Etienne and Montrell Johnson in the backfield. Graham Mertz is also very good at throwing the ball. We all saw oh, Pearsall's catch last weekend against Charlotte. It's been the highlight play of the week thus far. But, look, ultimately it comes down to turnovers today, according to Coach Stoops, and I love this. He said something this week that I followed up with him on because I just think it's so interesting. The mantra around here this season is divine discontent. Wow. Which means we are never satisfied. No, okay, we're 4-0, oh, fine. I love that. Like we, 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 like we have, we have much larger yeah. aspirations here than what we have done. Yeah. So divine discontent. And he's going to be on SEC Nation later. And I just want to ask him why that's important to have that messaging to this specific team. but feels like a hashtag, right? Hashtag yeah, divine discontent. I just, I, I just, you know me, I'm a nerd about that kind of stuff. I love, I love the idea of, okay, yeah, we've done it, but we're still okay. building, uh, and how, there's plenty more to accomplish. Yeah, no, it's, it's, I love that. I do too. Divine, Divine discontent. discontent. There you go. Put that on a T-shirt, son. You should put that in Sideline CEO, which, by the way, is available in bookstores everywhere. Drop this week. Congratulations, man. Not, not only is it available, but you should go get it on your way to the stadium today, my friend. Add it to your Marty and McGee Funkin' Wagnalls uh, Time <laughs> Life Library. All right, so that's what we know. And now we're going to talk to you about regions. Uh, we'll take all that information, right? 
Who wins? And, and so that's what we know. All right, so what do we think is going to happen out there today? Uh, extremely physical football game. Florida's better than people give them credit for. Um, I really like how balanced Kentucky is. And I, I, are we picking, picking? No, we're just, we're, we're just saying what we think is going to win. Give them the information so that I they think, can make a pick. I think, I think the game will be in the 20s. Me too. And I think it's going to be a very close game, and it's going to be a very physical game. And I think that's what the coaches are expecting too, which is why both of us said turnovers and explosives are so important in this game. And They're they important are, in every game. They said every week. But specifically this one. All right, so there's a fancy QR code right there on your screen, y'all. Snap that deal right there, and then you can vote on who do you think will win the game, and we'll reveal that a little later during our broadcast spectacular this morning. Listen, all I know is, again, Bob Stoops and Billy Napier, if you were literally like going in the lab and going, we're going to create some football coaches, I mean, Billy Napier cuts his own hair, right? Bob Stoops makes his own bourbon. All these dudes want to do is talk ball. And it's, uh, or excuse me, uh, Mark Stoops. All the, there's a lot of Stoops. It's easy to get confused. Man, I, I made, one time I made, there were two butches, right, Coach Football. One time I made one butch very angry because I called him the name of the other butch. I, I bet I, I can guess which yeah. is which. But Yeah, we'll you know, have that conversation during the break. I came up here last year and, and did a feature on, on Coach Stoops, on Mark Stoops, after he passed Bear Bryant as the winningest coach ever here in Lexington in football. And it was so cool. Because, yeah, give it up. What an amazing, what an amazing accomplishment. And interviewed Bob, interviewed Mike, yeah. interviewed Mark. And, you know, that tough, oh, hard-nosed, blue-collar sensibility that they have, fighting for the last, the last slice of bread yeah. and the loaf, that whole thing never leaves you. It never leaves you. And you can just see it all over Coach Stoops. I was watching his press conferences this week, too. Boy, he was salty. Dude, can you, was salty, can you imagine that room full of dudes? And the Napiers are like this, too. It's a bunch of football players. Can you imagine, like, if they disagreed over what we're going to watch on TV right now? Thanksgiving dinner. Can you imagine, imagine the that? fights oh, over turkey legs? <laughs> there you go. What do you call it? Hashtag what? Hashtag divine discontent, yeah. my friends. There's a lot of divine discontent when you're fighting over the last piece of bread on the table. All right, we got so much going on here today. And, uh, man, an all-time Kentucky great is going to join us on the show. Derek Abney, I think, I think I can still hear his footsteps, him running kicks back over here. Look at this man right here. Tim Tebow to is handsome. going to join us. It's got to be a full-time job to look that good. The Gators are in town, and the Gator is in town. He's going to join us straight ahead. It's Marty McGee live outside of the Krogue. There you go, the Krogue. <laughs> Not the It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Right? All you got to do is just look for the clear bag. <laughs> how about a flashback? The hefty, hefty. How about this game uh, down in the swamp and Derek Abney? I, I, I'm telling you right now, I think he is still running up down the field down there, a Florida field. Look at that. He is churning, son. Is. I think I could probably take a nap on them shoulder pads. That's amazing. Look at that. I'll it's take like a that sofa kick. on his shoulders. I'm going to follow my blocks. And I'm going to extend it down the field. Hey, you know what, dude? That is old school. He said, I don't need no gloves. Yeah. yeah. I don't want he any said. receiver's gloves. And joining us now. Bring him in. All right. the man you just saw. Derek Abney, dude, you were churning down that field down there. We were just talking about those shoulder pads. How do you do it with those pads on? 
Hey, I went, I went running through them, Ryan, so I had to get around them. That, that's the truth. <laughs> Walk us through that game, though. I mean, what a tremendous performance. You go for three scores against the Gators in, in such a memorable day. What, uh, uh, with all that you accomplished that day and you and your teammates accomplished that day, what stands out the most? You know, it was our junior year. Uh, we, uh, we had it all together. You talked about the hefty lefty. He came in with me. He was my roommate my redshirt freshman year. And we're just very motivated and confident. And we had a good, I think we were 4-0 coming into the game. And, uh, uh, you know, in, in any sport, in college sports too, college football, when you believe in yourself and you're confident, you can achieve a lot of things. And, uh uh, I just saw that uh, kick return, and I remember putting the ball down, and I, I put up two fingers because uh, that's how many uh, touchdowns we needed to get back into the game. So we just kept, like you said, churning, uh, trying to get a W in the swamp, which hadn't happened in a very long time. <laughs> a receiving touchdown, a kickoff return for a touchdown, and a punt return for a touchdown. Are there days? Because just so you know, neither one of us play college ball. Are there days when you're like, you know what, I'm just feeling it today. After you score once, you think, you know what, I think I can do this a couple more times. <laughs> Looks like you're in playing shape. That's what it took. That's what it took. You're playing in the swamp, playing in the SEC. Any doubt whatsoever is going to be a problem. So you had to turn it on. You had to believe in yourself. You had to have teammates that believed in you. And in that game, it all came together. Now, it didn't come together well enough to get the W, uh, but, uh, <laughs> but it all came together. And uh, just obviously a memory uh, that I will take forever. Uh, those, three, those two special teams touchdowns went towards eight for my career. And when I left, that was, that was a record. I don't know if it still stands. I know there's another record we might have to talk about that I'm, I'm pretty sure still stands. But uh, when, you, when you feel it, and you believe in it, uh, you can make it happen. We were talking yesterday, Derek, about that, the power of belief as it pertains to the Georgia-Auburn game today and how on paper it looks like a complete lopsided runaway for the dogs, but you just never know in Jordan-Hare. And they have to believe in Auburn if they're going to have any chance to win. Look, Mark Stoops has done such a tremendous job here in Lexington. As somebody who played in this program, understands this program, how do you define what he's done as a head coach here? Oh, it's amazing. I mean, he's, he's the old hat now in, in the SEC. Uh, each year, uh, he progressed uh, with W's pretty much, 10-win seasons. He does it the right way with discipline and defense. And, you know, we got Liam Cohen back, uh, maybe score some more points again. And so just, um, just the foundation that uh, the Big Blue Nation deserves. Uh, a great coach. And, you know, uh, Calipari's got that lifetime contract. Uh, you know, Mitch uh, Barnhart, a great AD. Great AD for all sports, including football and basketball there at Kentucky. Um, you know, maybe consider uh, giving Coach Stoops that life contract. Oh, I like it, Derek. All right, Mitch. Mitch, you're on blast, brother. Yeah, he's, he's, he's Derek's, Derek's putting you on notice, sir. He's lobbying. All right, so, so uh, Derek, we've got to ask you this. Uh, the talk of college football has been Deion Sanders. I was out there on Tuesday. We're going to talk about that in a minute and, and chatted with, with uh, Primetime. But we're told that you have had some interaction with the, the man who has suddenly become the face of college football. I tell you, I've, I've, I've got a record that will never be broken, Ryan. I was – the bat boy for Major League Baseball athletes, and then later became the teammate of that NFL athlete, and that was prime time. Wow. What? Uh, yes, yes. In seventh grade, uh, we went to West Palm Beach, and my mother is a huge baseball and Braves fan, and wrote in some snail mail and said, hey, do you think my son could be the bat boy for one of the spring training games? And they wrote back, two weeks later, whatever, and said, absolutely. So uh, Dion was on the team, and I got, uh, I got a signature and, you know, a lifetime memory. And then about, uh, I guess, 10 years later or so, I was drafted to the Ravens, and he came out of retirement, and he was my teammate. What? Did you? What did? Okay. <laughs> well, I, I, I got to know quickly, Derek. Did you walk up to him and go, hey, I was the bad boy? Well, so Corey Fuller played at Florida State with Dion, and he was 
part of many that convinced Dion to come back to the Ravens. So that's who I told. I uh, was like, you, you're not going to believe this. Uh, and I told him the story, and he, he couldn't wait to uh, tell Dion when we were all together that, hey, this is the guy that I told you about was your bat boy. And uh, Dion said, man, don't tell me that. It just makes me feel old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's always a compliment. But it also makes you a little depressed when somebody says, man, I've been watching you. I've been watching you this whole in the third life. grade. <laughs> hey, Derek Abney, thank you so much for making the time this morning, man. Appreciate My pleasure, you, brother. guys. Enjoy the show. I love it. Thank you very much. No, thank you. And it, it's uh, like I say, the, the I mean, people I, always live. What, what's it like to be the guy, right? They lost the game. He, he, I guarantee you he walks in any place in Lexington, Kentucky, they're like, you went had three touchdowns against Florida. Not only that, I mean, what a charmed life. Okay, oh, yeah. I'm a bat boy at spring training. Yeah, I get drafted in the NFL. I'm yeah. Dion's teammate. Yeah, and, and then you know, and I've I've got three touchdowns in the swamp in the same game, yeah. even though we didn't get the dub. Yeah, you know, not bad. That's not bad at all. All right, so, so he's probably like a trillionaire venture capitalist, right? Yeah, now. well, he's down there in South Carolina, in a beautiful house. It's, it's good to be Derek Abney. All right, so it's also good to be Deion Sanders, and we're just talking about the fact that he's kind of become the face of college football. And uh, I got on a plane this week and went out to Boulder, Colorado, and uh, had a little interaction with him. This is how that went. Ryan McGee with ESPN. Dion, first time I saw you was at Clemson Death Valley back in the day. Yeah. You, and people were booing you. Your whole life, you've been divisive. People yeah. really when love you. Yeah, I came you. out the wound, I was booing. Right. Or they really don't, right? Yeah. So, and, and a lot of those don'ts have been very vocal this week. How, what's your message to them? And then, and then what do you tell your locker room I don't have a message guys? to detractors or haters. I don't have a message. I don't take my time to respond and to defend myself. Why would I do that? I'm, I'm giving you a microphone if I'm doing it. I'm giving you solace that you're in my life. I don't care. I really don't. So it's, if it's been that way all my life, you would think that I'm used to it. I'm, I'm not new to this. I'm true to this. And I keep going. So I'm good with that, man. I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. I, this is a comfortable place for me. So what do you teach your guys in the locker room who are, who are new It's about this? us. It's not about them. It's about us. Um, everywhere we go, even in your darn families, you're going to have detractors, you're going to have naysayers, you're going to have doubters, even in your darn family. And you guys are all shaking my head and shaking your heads like, yeah, yeah, my aunt, she ain't no good. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah, my sister ain't, yeah, she's ignorant. Uh, you, you know I'm telling the truth. That's because it's going to be like that. God would always allow somebody to be in your path that, that have a disdain or dislike for you. It's up to you to keep going. I don't stop. I keep going. I don't have stop in me. Not whatsoever, man. Thank you, sir. Great question, though. All right, so you and I talked about this at dinner. We didn't see each other all week. And last night, you and I chatted about this. And again, I go back to your book, Sideline CEO, available now. But, right now. But there's a theme that's happening right now. And, and with NIL and with Transfer Portal and with, and with every, all this stuff, I think something that's underreported about Dion and something that struck me on Tuesday was the genuine connection he has with those guys on his football team, especially his kids. You know, he's got one son working for the team and two playing for the team, daughter plays basketball. But, but again, reading your book, it's a theme of I think it's underreported and underappreciated that even with everything that's going on, the connection between the coach and the athletes is still crucial. Oh, it's critical. And, it, you know, doing the book tour this week, I think I've done 70 radio interviews in the last five days. I'm grateful for it, but everybody has asked me about Dion's influence, and I actually break it all the way down to, to fun, fundamental human desire. We all want hope, and we all want belonging. That's two of the emotions that we want in this life, and he has offered that not just to the football program or to the university or to the state. He's injected college football with it, and each individual young man on that team, he has the amazing ability to reach them where they are emotionally. You can just see it yep. with how he individually reacts to their triumphs and or failures real time. And it's a rare quality. It's a beautiful thing to witness, and it's the biggest story in sports. I mean, what are the biggest story in sports right now? You got Dion in Colorado, Aaron Rodgers, Achilles tendon, Travis Kelsey dating T-Swift. Yeah. Those are, the, those are the stories. Three biggest stories in sports. And they're crossover stories. Like, these are stories that crossover because the, the Taylor Swift thing, they could do a whole show on that. It's a big deal, right? Taylor Swift. I've learned more about Taylor Swift because of football than I ever thought that I would, right? Even having a teenage daughter. But, but, it's, but, but we, we talked about this when we did our, our talking season special at SEC Media Days back in July. It's this idea of kids want to be coached. 
and coaches want to connect to kids, and maybe it doesn't last as long as it used to, but at the end of the day, that's still there. We want to be part of something. Right. That's why. Yeah. Look, honestly, yeah. honestly, it's why you're seeing such a tremendous influx of high school students yep. who want to come to the SEC because right. they see what those atmospheres are. It's the yep. front porch of the university. Yep. They see the atmospheres, and they go, man, I want to be a part of that, Mom and Dad. Right. Can I apply at Alabama or Kentucky or wherever? Well, 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 you, well, you and I talked about about like LSU wins a College World Series and they got a transfer from Air Force or transfer to UCLA. And I talked to Thatcher Hurd about it from UCLA. And I said, everybody says you came to LSU because of NIL money. He goes, no, man. He goes, I watch a game from Kentucky on a Friday night and they got 6,000 people to baseball games. Right. I want to be a part of that. Be a part of something. And, and, so, and, and part of that is a connection with a coach. And, and talking to Dion in person, I, and when we talk to Stoops and when we talk to Billy Napier, it's it's – their desire is to connect with those kids just like the kids want to connect with a, a father figure, with a coach, with someone who's going to make their life better. And it's just it's, – it's, it's to me right now the most underappreciated part of this is that it all gets lost in the money and it all gets lost in realignment. But the reality is it's still about the coaches and the kids trying to win games and trying to be better people. Absolutely. So there you go. Hashtag what? Hashtag divine discontent. We're going to do it all morning. <laughs> we're going to do it all morning. All right. We're going to keep going all morning. That includes the show this man right here is going to host uh, while Laura Rutledge is over. She's, She's in England. Doing right? Monday Night Football in England. That's right. SEC Nation is coming up straight ahead. And part of that show is Tim Tebow. 15 years ago this week, he gave the speech of the promise. I'm sorry. I'm extremely sorry. You know, we were hoping for an undefeated season. That was my goal. Something four has never done here. But I promise you one thing, a lot of good will come out of this. You have never seen any player in the entire country play as hard as I will play the rest of the season. And you never see someone push the rest of the team as hard as I will push everybody the rest of the season. And you never see a team play harder than we will the rest of the season. God bless. Hey, crank it up. So, listen, I travel the country, right? I'm a history nut. There's only a couple of speeches I've ever seen, like, etched into the side of a building, like the Gettysburg Address, you know, the, the win <laughs> one for the Gipper. And, and, and that's the way promise. more important than no, anything I said. But, but it's the truth. If it's like, you know, uh, 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 give me liberty, give me death, and the promise, right? <laughs> but, but 15 years ago this There's week, no comparison. well, that's remarkable, though. But, but it has had an impact on people. And how many times – you know, in the course of a week, a month, do people bring up the promise? A couple. Yeah. Yeah, a couple. But I tell you, you know, they've titled it and named it The Promise. I, I don't think that's the right title, though. I think if there was an accurate title, it would be The Apology. Mm. Because if you notice, I didn't just apologize once, I apologized twice. And an apology is not just saying, I apologize, it's actually saying, I'm sorry. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's important when you feel like you did something wrong. And that day, I felt like I did something wrong. As a player, as a leader, as a Gator, um, I, I felt like I let my team down, let down Gator Nation. And so I wanted to apologize and more than just once. And so that's how I started it was with the apology because I think that's the right thing to do. But then after apology, what's the next thing? You say how it's going to be different. You follow so through. It started with a, an apology and then it said how it's going to be different and how we can fulfill that. And a lot of people are like, man, it's so awesome. You said that y'all were going to win a national championship and go undefeated. I never said any of that. <laughs> right. I only said things that I actually believed that we could follow through on. Yeah. And that was um, really breaking it down to our attitude, our effort, and our focus, that we actually could be the hardest working team, and I actually could be the hardest working player. Why? Because it's a desire of the will and a desire of the heart. And if you make that choice mentally and emotionally and physically, then that's something we can control. And so I just, I didn't want, you know, I didn't know if we would win all our games, but I believed I said something that I could follow through on. And uh, it, it wasn't just that for our team. It was also all the leaders and spikes and the entire team. The next day in practice, we practiced the very next day, and it was the most physical, intense practice that I've ever, ever, ever been a part of. And, um, and, and you knew after that that the rest of that season was going to be a little different. You have the, the most amazing ability to demand of people who are listening to you speak go inward and get introspective and think about their own journey and their own path and how they might alter uh, personality traits or they might alter mindsets and that type of thing. But I'm going to guess every bit of that thing was just straight out of here to the people. Well, actually... <laughs> 
Were you thinking about it all the way to the lectern? Like no, how? I, I knew there was something on my heart that I wanted to say. And actually, I kept putting it off because I didn't go to the press conference for a while. I was um, waiting, sitting beside Coach in the locker room. And we were just sitting there. I was getting emotional. I was waiting. And I was like the last person to go do the press conference. Then I finally was walking to go do the press conference. And my parents had just gotten down. So I see them. I get emotional. I see them calm down. And then I walk in, do the press conference. I answered all the questions. But there was still this stirring, this burden on my heart to say something and after the press conference was over that's when I said um, you know the promise or what I would say is the apology because I just also feel like sometimes we have that burden that we want to get something out we want to share something and and that was on my heart and and really it was on my heart to share to my teammates uh, to all of my my Gator family and Gator Nation um, that it wasn't to who we were going to play it was to our family. That was a, a Gator Nation um, conversation or apology because I wanted to express to them my disappointment because I grew up a Gator and I'll always be a Gator. And that was something that was bleeding out of me that day to express. All right, so you're a Gator uh, and you had a moment against uh, Kentucky. Uh, <laughs> he did. We, we got some video here. We, we were going back into oh, the I'd still be feeling that 15, one. 16 oh, years ago. All right. Boom. Walk us through this dude right here. You've taken some licks in your life. Where, where does this one rank? Look at them. Well, they're they're well, off of them. Let's, let's be honest. Um, truthfully, I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was unconscious for it. And like all of this that you're showing right now, I have, yeah. no, I have zero recollection of it. Absolutely zero. The first thing that I remember is them saying, okay, roll over. And I'm like, what are you talking about, roll over? And I'm already in the hospital here, and they're saying roll over into this CAT scan. You're thing. in the hospital. I'm in the hospital. That's my first recollection of anything. But I do like it when, when Coach finally got out there to me, as he, he says, uh, that I ask him, did I hang on to the ball? And so <laughs> I, I love that. But, you know, what was, was kind of crazy about it is, is there was several um, surgeons that called in to say, hey, we're watching the game, and we know we got to come operate because he must have broken his neck. And I was just super grateful that um, nothing worse happened and there were a lot of um, concerns medically but um, I healed up very quickly and the doctors and the family here for Kentucky and Lexington were amazing. Um, I, I, I actually, on the way over here I saw a security guard and he said hey, and I gave him some knuckles and he said hey, I haven't seen you since you got knocked out and I was like, well, thanks for bringing that up. He was like, <laughs> he was like I got to help take care of you that night and I was like, thank you so much and just the whole family and it's so cool here in the SEC and college football and sports and general how you know we can have rivalries and we can talk trash back and forth but then all of a sudden something happens and it goes bigger than a game and I'm so grateful for for the hospital for the ambulance for all the people that were so supportive not just to me because I don't remember it I was unconscious <laughs> but to my family, family. Yeah. And, yeah. and I tell you what that next week I, I got hundreds if not thousands of people here that sent letters and and notes saying hey we're praying for you and your family and uh, get well soon and so many people came to the hospital to to even visit and they didn't let them come into the room but they were saying hey to my family and so that was uh, that was really sweet but i i, I really want to thank you guys because so far today we've talked about me crying, losing dress, and then getting, getting knocked, knocked out, out. <laughs> how's that going for you we're here for you hey yeah. that's so, what real friends do right. we bring up those so, things so to recap derek abney has three touchdowns in the game against Kentucky or against Florida and lost the game, but people remember the touchdowns. And this guy was 4-0 against Kentucky, but everybody remembers him getting knocked out. Hey, you know there what's you funny about that, though? Is right before that drive, we, we just started, I think just started the, the fourth quarter. If not, we we're still maybe in the end of the third. And, you know, I could go over to Coach Meyer and he's like, so what are you thinking? I think, you know, we could probably sit you. We're in a good, I think it was maybe 31-7 or something at the time. And I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, we good. Or well, I'm good to go one more drive, whatever you think. And He's like, okay, we'll go one more. Oh, yeah. And it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so coaches write that down. One more drive. Coaches write that down and wave more. it off. Hey, you're the yeah. man. There you go, Tim. Hey, hey, love you, man. Sideline CEO. Hey, all right, go get pick it up your Go get it right now. Hey, a, a, a great a, man wrote the forward. That's right. It's a great book about coaches. A great coach is going to join us straight ahead. Eli Drinkwitz is going to join us. That man has Missouri That rolling. man is undefeated yeah, right rolling. now. It's Marty McGee live from Kentucky, y'all.
Man, there is so much football going on. There's only two weekends this year where we have like seven SEC on SEC games, and this is one of them. Texas A&M and Arkansas coming at a straight up high noon. South Carolina and Tennessee tonight just down the road in Neyland Stadium. That's a revenge game for the volunteers. And, of course, Missouri and Vanderbilt. And, man, uh, Look at the, that guy. The Tigers got it going. That man right there looks like he might know what he's doing right now. World-class hairdo. Missouri is 4-0, and they got Vandy coming in this week. That and, man, uh, Luther Burden, is just lighting them up. Holy cow. And that is uh, at 4 o'clock Eastern on SEC Network. According to the mysteriously accurate ESPN analytical FPI formula, they got an 80% chance to win that game. And the man leading that team joins us now. It's Coach Drink. How we doing this morning, Coach? Doing pretty good. Got my morning coffee, morning walk-in. So now it's uh, getting ready for breakfast and, and a walk-through with our guys, and then we'll be heading off to the stadium. Yeah, well, well tell us about the guys. I mean, it's a 4-0 start. It's been uh, – there's been some drama. Uh, it's all ended up on the, on the side of the Tigers. What's the, what's the mood of the team right now? Yeah, I think the mood of our team is uh, there's a lot of belief in each other. Um, there, there's a lot of uh, – uh, toughness in our team, but there's a lot of things that we got to continue to clean up and, and get better at execution. And that was our, our mindset this week. You start SEC play, the, the little things that have been, you know, we're leaving out there, especially red zone defense and third downs. We, we really got to clean those up this week when you start playing uh, in this league. Those things get magnified, especially on the road. So got a big challenge today and, and uh, you know, our, our guys are ready to meet that challenge. I know that they're excited. Your wideout, Luther Burden, leads the world in yards after catch, I think, bro, after contact, excuse me. He, uh, he's been tremendous this season. What's sort of your philosophy on making sure he gets the touches that can most benefit your offense? Yeah, I mean, really the offense needs to play through him from the standpoint of making sure that he's, he's affecting the game. Um, you know, a lot of these plays that he's getting yards after contact, He's really not the primary receiver. He's really the outlet. We're trying to get them to bite on him and throw it behind him. And, uh, you know, they've done a good job staying deep, but we just throw it to him underneath, and, and he really makes the rest of it go. I'm not sure there's a better player in open space right now. He's just so hard to tackle. Um, you know, we, we just got to limit the number of hits he takes. Like, I, I've tried to convince him. Like, after you've made three guys miss and somebody's <laughs> grabbed you, go down. Like, you don't have to get by six guys. Um, so that, that's kind of what we're working on with him this week. Well, and it helps when you got a Brady Cook throwing the ball, I think 10 straight games now without throwing an interception. Walk us through that guy because, it's, listen, accuracy ultimately leads to good things, right? I mean, it's like having a no-no. You don't talk about it. I mean, what are we doing here? <laughs> what are we doing Next here? question. Uh, yeah, no, I'll say this. I'll, I'll say this. Uh, He's being a smart, disciplined decision maker, which is a hallmark of a good quarterback. Uh, there's the game is not without mistakes. He's going to make mistakes. They're going to happen, uh, but it's it's the way he just continually grows as a player and a quarterback. Uh, we're really proud of him. You know, every play has a life of its own. So I'm not worried about the previous ten games or previous ten decisions. He's got to focus on this decision. Whatever plays Coach Ward calls to go out there and execute the best of his abilities. Uh, but I, man, I cannot. Uh, Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> we, I don't even know. We have ruined his morning. I read it off the that card. That coffee just got card. so sour. Take another shot of that coffee they drink. handed me a card with a stat on it, and I read the stat. That's all that was. Pound that that's, caffeine that's okay. down, brother. That's okay. Yep. How, how have you – okay, you're undefeated. You got that. Your, your program hasn't been undefeated in ten seasons. How have you grown into – like, okay, we got, we got a great start here. How do we make sure that we just maintain the main thing being the main thing and process over outcome and all those things that is so important for you guys? Yeah, honestly, I think part of it's not calling the plays and being more of a CEO coach and realizing it's a long season and, and how do you best manage expectations and manage growth of your players. And that's really been our process. Uh, you know, I think as a younger coach, I got caught up in, in chasing rankings or chasing different things. Now, none of that stuff really matters right now. What really matters is, uh, is for us to finish this weekend 1-0, and put our best foot forward in SEC play. You know, when you go on the road in the SEC, the team with the fewest mistakes wins. The team that doesn't let the outside noise affect what's – you can't let external factors uh, influence what's inside of you. 
um, and the things that you can control pre-snap and post-snap and, and the execution that you have to have. And that's really been our message to the guys. Uh, the last thing is on the road, it's just us. Uh, it, it's just about us and, and the 74 players that we travel with. Um, and, and those are the guys that have to get the game won or lost. You can't worry about the crowd. You can't worry about any of the external factors. you got to focus on just us. And that's been our message all week. Um, and I think for me, again, that I've grown a lot in that. It's not so much you know, worried about what the first play is going to be called. It's making sure the mindset of our players is right getting into this game. Yeah, making Love sure. That. Yeah, making sure some jerk reporter doesn't bring up some stats you don't want to hear. All right, I look forward you know to an ugly, t- ugly text hey. later. Thank you. <laughs> no, here's the deal, man. I'm not going to let external factors affect what's internal. You know, and, and what's internal is what we uh, focused on about being a d- disciplined, detailed decision maker. And so, I don't believe in jinxes. I'm not superstitious. I'm a little stitious, but I'm not superstitious. <laughs> and uh, also, uh, cer- certainly appreciate you bringing up the fact that you're a sideline CEO on this day. Thank yeah, there you, you go. That is a tremendous. That was it. That was tremendous smooth. challenge. You know, I'm smooth. waiting for. I haven't received that book in the mail yet. It's you coming know, today. Guys, promise. Yeah. It's oh, going to be on your doorstep Monday morning. They release the book. They send it to the there SEC coaches to try to get us <laughs> to promote. And I yeah. haven't got it yet. But maybe, okay. maybe I wasn't on it the It is list. on the way. I promise. Yeah, we'll on the ranking of SEC coaches, I know I'm, I'm right there between, you know, what's that line? If there's 16 of us, I, I would be 16. But if there were 17, I'd been 17. So I'm just waiting. <laughs> uh, All right, Coach, go get him today, man. Thank, Thank you for your time. time. Hey, M-I-Z. <laughs> I love that dude, man. I'm telling you, it's, it's he's just he's easy to root for. And it's uh, it, when the first time I met him was at App State, he was dressed like Eric Church for a press conference. I think that's all you need to know about the man right there. All right, let's take it to the social media. Look at Molly McGrath, by the way. This right here is how you become really good at what you do. This is as soon as the game ended. This is her sprinting to the coach for an interview and then looking like, hey, whatever. Two trillion dollars. I'm yeah. good. I didn't just run. I didn't just run all the way to the length of a football field. I've done that before. I, I, I have chased – coaches all over creation now look i told molly this morning that we were going to put this on the marty and mcgee television program yeah. on the extra machine yeah here's what so here's her reaction don't be fooled it's all quick burst and very little stamina <laughs> hey whatever hey that's called knowing only, what you got to do you only got to be great for six seconds in a football play that's let's like go the, it was a herschel walker that said i don't run miles because i don't have to run a mile to score a touchdown Oh, 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 Caleb Williams. Jeez. I, I feel like we're not hard. giving Caleb Williams enough credit just because he won the Heisman last year. I, I, get, I get the, This affected him for the next two drives. It would and affect me for the rest of my life. And everybody, was like, everybody was like, oh, my gosh. And, and it, Tim Brando, by the way, our buddy, he handled that very well on the air. He's like, oh, well, you know, that's one of them situations. And it's like, a, and he just he hung in there. And, oh, by the way, they, they rolled in the, uh, in the second half of the game. <laughs> there are so many jokes, oh, yeah. dude. Hey, look, we got to have this dude on the show. Biff Pogey. He's right down the road. The head football coach. Literally, his stadium is almost at right your down. house. And the man is worth a bazillion dollars. He loves football so much, he came back to coach. And his wife has begged him not oh. to wear these sleeveless shirts. Do not and he just change. It. Yeah. That it's dude, beautiful. It's the best. I mean, it's like he looks like he's at practice all the time. He looks like he should be down there at the Golden Corral Buffet just working out on the chocolate <laughs> tower. He's old man strong. That right there is a dude that you see at Gold Gym. Like, how is he lifting that right there? All right, speaking of uh, – look at this. So, if you hadn't heard, uh, Jordan Travis uh, – so they, they defeat LSU, right? And then uh, they defeat Clemson, and he has selling T-shirts of him sitting on As the throne with the two Tigers sitting there and said, I'm the Tiger King. But uh, Joe Exotic is a Florida Gators fan. Did y'all know that? The Tiger King is a Florida Gators fan. It kind of makes sense. And, uh, and he's got his Photoshopped hat on there, and he took umbrage with the fact that, uh, that, that a Seminole was taking He sure does know how to use his ats and hashtags. And my goodness, there's more ats on that thing than – I know what to do with yeah, the two biggest winners during the pandemic were uh, Joe Exotic and Formula One because everybody was stuck in the house and that's what they watched. So, I mean, I, I couldn't get enough old Joe Exotic. Oh, and, no. no, he knew that too. That's why he keeps tweeting that stuff. There you go. All right, here you go. Uh, Mark Stoops. Uh, a lot of people were asking about the noon game, and Mark Stoops he defended the honor of Hashtag I have pr- 
great confidence in the people of Kentucky that can get up very early and pound some beers. Yes, sir. <laughs> that is right. They are literally doing it right out here behind us. Why would you dis- disrespect the, <laughs> this great state and the great people of it? <laughs> hey, we need somebody out here in the crowd. No, just got, no, Stone Cold Steve no, Austin and my man some cold beers. Do it. Some seltzers out there. Well, I see man. a white claw. There's some stuff that's a little harder. Than I see some well. Eric Church Jack Daniels out no. there in the crowd. Hey, listen, y'all had a homework assignment, and I believe that you get an A. So congratulations. All right, how about that? So yeah, I got a full-blown dissertation on uh, on Coach Stoops <laughs> bourbon last night. Four blends. Yeah, they've won 55 awards 55. since March. Wow, since March. Since March. <laughs> it is a multiple award-winning bourbon. Yes, it is. that's 55 redundant. of them. Uh, and they are in 10 states and expanding quickly. Okay, well, there you go. All right. Registered Distillery 1. I don't know if they sell it in North Carolina, but I know there's going to be two bottles of it in North Carolina. After SEC Nation, I might just have to see what this is all about. <laughs> there you go. You know what goes well with that is uh, how about some bushes? Uh, baked beans. It's a home getting highlights. Beans and bourbon. As always, scan that QR code to see how to enter your own home gating experience. Sounds like a cover, on man. Instagram with the hashtag Bush's Home Gating Contest. And, uh, and if you're nice enough, Marty will send you a copy of Sideline CEO and he'll send you some RD1. And that'll go well. Look at that. That thing with, that thing with Coach oh, Poji. Oh, look at that. That right there. And by the way, they're, they've been smoking out here this Dude, morning. Dude, look at and this. This is so awesome. Good. All right, straight ahead. It's the only thing that goes great with uh, pounding beers at 8 a.m. The Hillbilly Headlines are straight ahead right here. Oh, the band is here. Let's go. Well, go get your trumpet, dude. Hey, hashtag what? Hashtag divine discontent. (laughs) I almost forgot. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com of the field and it's smoked look at that we got a little sunrise with the marty mcgee right there hey high money bubba hey the catwalk has begun look at the people man they're the ready team out here is arriving look at that the wildcats are rolling in got the mascots we got the uh cheerleaders they've got inflatable gators that they're inflatable gator deal there doing bad things too yeah the catwalk is rolling look at oh, this look at that what is that thing what, what is that what is that was that a stroller that thing was cool man looked like a stroller that was like also a race car that's amazing. All right, so we're rolling into the stadium. There's the Wildcat. And, man, this is – this. We, we stood in the middle of the walk at, at Mississippi State. Uh, we have given live commentary of the Champions Walk at Ole Miss. Uh, down in Tennessee, they'll be walking in the stadium. Later. I think this is one of the greatest traditions in college sports, and there's nothing that gets you more fired up, especially when we have a noon game. It's just really – I mean, it, it's a wonderful experience for the fan, too, because they get to be up close – see the coaches, see the players, feel the energy as they make their way into the stadium to start preparing. There's Mark Stoops, the head coach of the Kentucky Wildcats. I like that jacket. He's going to join you uh, on SEC he Nation be, He will join us in about 10 minutes or yeah. so, uh, right off the top of SEC Nation. He's done such a tremendous job here again. They've taken his identity, and he has demanded that the country pay attention to Kentucky football. Yeah, it, it, well, it, the, the Florida series is the perfect example. How many years, you said? 
that Florida won this series? Won this game? 31 straight between 87 and 2017. Kentucky has won three of the last five, including the last two, and nobody they haven't won three straight since Bear Bryant was yeah. on the sidelines here. And, and so, again, when I was a student at Tennessee, Tennessee was in the middle of a two-decade winning streak against them, and now they cannot get past Kentucky. It, it is amazing what has been built here, and you're exactly right. If you want to win in the SEC, you got to go through Lexington. And those of us of a certain age, really any age, uh, that's not something that I think we saw coming. And the fact that he has done this, and as you've said a couple times this morning, the fact that he was given the time, the time. and given the resources and given the confidence to do it uh, is it, just, it's, it's a remarkable, what a wonderful remarkable scene, testimony this, 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 how to this do is, this. This is awesome. It's one of our, hey, 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 y'all have been so great this morning. Thank you so much. The energy's been through the roof, and that means there's only one place to go where the energy's always high, good, and bad. It's time for Hillbilly Headlines. You know what? We just saw the uh, we just saw the wildcat carrying that alligator. How about this? A Florida woman borrowed an alligator oh. from her previous job for a birthday photo shoot, and then left it in the hotel bathroom. What was her previous job? You think? An officer was dispatched to the Grove Resort and Water Park okay. after an Orange County Sheriff's Office requested assistance dealing with a juvenile alligator. A woman, Madison Stefan, told officials she used to work at Croc Encounters in Tampa. Right back to Tiger King. I don't get it with the with the I don't I don't I, I just don't get Great. it. With Carol? The, Wasn't it Carol? She borrowed the alligator without permission to take pictures for her birthday. The woman's friend told officials that Stefan quote had a surprise for her before arriving with the alligator at the hotel. She was issued a notice to appear in court for possession of the reptile. So took that's quite the shoot, right? You you take the alligator to the hotel, you do a photo shoot, and just leave it in the you know. Hey, I'll get her needs water. All right, we're going, we're going to the Philadelphia Inquirer. You're, you've heard of Bark at the Park, but yeah. there isn't a Gator Day. In a very Florida man twist, an emotional support alligator reportedly was denied entrance okay. to Citizens Bank Park on Wednesday night yeah. where the playoff-bound Phillies were set to take on the Pirates. Your people. Wally the Gator is a working emotional support alligator owned by Jonestown resident Joey Henney. The reptile also has a sizable following. Of course he does on Instagram and the TikTok machine. Henney earlier said the gator, quote, likes to give hugs, and he ain't never bit anybody. Well, I, the, the emotional support animals, I he's get a, it to a he's point. He's chubby. I'm on planes now. Well, I feel like I'm good. on some cargo train somewhere. People got emotional support chickens and everything else. All right, let's take it to the crowd. What you got out there for Hillbilly Headlines? the cute cuddly faces but not this for the otter a rabbit otter chased 74 year old joseph scallion bit him 41 times and then latched onto his right hand for five minutes whoa. while the man was feeding birds at a pond near his home whoa the otter also attacked the dog on a walk with his family the same day local residents helped capture the animal by trapping it under a recycling bin and securing it with cinder blocks <laughs> before officials arrived hey resourceful great job girl hey good job man excellent job by the way they have been posted up right behind you all morning long and they have loved your hashtag Divine discontent. There it is. Hey, thank you all so much. Man, the energy level has been amazing. And, and I think the lesson is pull for the Gators. Don't take a Gator with you. Where are you going? I need an emotional support one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, we're back. Yeah. Hey, look at that. Look at these handsome gentlemen right here tonight. Uh, following South Carolina and Tennessee SEC football final with a complete wrap-up of the day right here on the Southeastern Conference Network. Son, the energy this morning is There is so many people here. I can't even believe it. It is beautiful. They are ready. As far as we can see. For cats and gators, what an awesome experience. Thank you guys all so much for being here. The best. So grateful. You got some more TV to do. I got a little. So do you. Yeah, I'll be back in a minute. It's time to throw to me.